Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the Jamoti Podcast is powered by Shoot360. The future of basketball has arrived in Dallas-Fort Worth. Shoot360 combines the latest sports technology with the fundamentals of basketball skill development. The result is a one-of-a-kind video game-like basketball program designed to improve your shooting, dribbling, and passing. Visit Shoot360DFW.com to learn more and register for your free one-hour workout evaluation. Shoot360, the future of basketball is here. I played in Iceland for one year. It was the only okay. place only place in the world that would uh, ask me to come play basketball for them because my stats were so bad in college. And, and But it was an amazing experience. I love the people and the club atmosphere of having the younger kids all the way up through. Like I saw kind of what you're talking about right yeah. there. In, in your in your opinion, what what is good about that model that in our youth and, and junior high, high school development model over here, you know, what's broken? And I know that might be a, a huge question and you could probably go an hour or so, but what are a few things that they're doing right that we're not? I think the biggest thing, and I think, and I think this can be a positive and a negative. I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, like for instance, with our club, pretty much, you know, they play with our club. And then, you know, our better players will play during the summer with the national team. So, you know, like we, you know, and so we have players that play on multiple teams, right? So like my, my, like this week, we had two of my under 16s that played today. They played Thursday night in a second division men's playoff game, right? But I know that because, you know, I'm there for that game, you know, that's, I'm kind of the assistant coach for that team, you know, so I can monitor how much they played and if they need more rest or a, or a day off or whatever, you know, so every, everything is within the club, the strength and conditioning coach, you know, this quote unquote skill trainer, you know, the, the multiple team, you know, multiple teams that they play on, you know, I mean, you know, some of my division one players practice with the pro team, play first division and then also play under 18s. You know, the rest of my under eight, good under 18 players play under 18 and then they either play second division or first division or some of them play second division and first division um, in men's league. So, um, but it's all within one team. Uh, so, you know, the coaches work together and we communicate. It's like, okay, well, he played... 38 minutes this game, probably need to give him tomorrow off, right? Like, okay, he's going to get the, you know, he's on, he's practicing with the pro team, but he's not going to get any minutes uh, in this game. So he needs to play 25 minutes, you know, in the first division, you know, so that he's getting playing time. Yeah, there's um, communication between. Yeah, to further teams. his develop. So, yeah. so that to me is the biggest thing because, you know, I mean, some of the problems in the States is, you know, like you said, You've got players that play with their high school team and then they play with their club team and then they play with, you know, they work out with their skill trainer. And typically those coaches don't communicate and they kind of fight, Yeah, you know, for players. Because, you know, if I'm a skill trainer, 
every hour that you're spending at AAU practice or high school practice is an hour you're not spending with me, you know, and, and same thing, every time you're going to an AAU game, you're not there for my high school practice or my high school game or whatever. Um, and so, so I think, I think there becomes, you know, that kind of battle for players and, and for, um, you know, basically their, uh, their loyalty to a certain extent, no doubt, you know, whereas yeah. here, you know, there's no, uh, there's no battle for loyalty. We're all working for the same club with the same goal, which is, you know, either, you know, with the younger players is to develop players for the national teams and for the older players is to de develop them into, you know, guys you can play for our pro team, you know? And so, you know, there, there is a very definite goal. You know, we, we're all aware, we all have the same goal for the players. Um, and so even though players play on three different teams, um, nobody's fighting, you know, over the player and, and we're trying to do what's in both the players and the club's overall best interest um, and not just worried about, okay, well, the high school team's important, so we don't care if they miss the AAU team or the skill trainer. Like, you know, it's like, you know, we mix things up and, you know, we know, okay, well, you know, this game, uh, you know, we know we're going to beat this team, so let's leave our two best players out so that the other players get some more playing time. And that can keep our, you know, our two better players, you know, can play in more competitive games or, you know, because they're going to get more games with, you know, the first division within the men's league, they're going to get more minutes there and, and stuff like that. So everything's kind of, um, you know, the biggest thing is just everything's together. It, it's within one and it's, it's the communication. Now, I think the disadvantage there is, you know, players, you know, like I, I benefited a lot from uh, playing in a, like a, a summer league during high school where the coaches were way different than yeah. my high school coach. Yeah. And so, you know, like my high school, we never ran a pick and roll, like my whole high school career, you know, but in the summer, you know, I played, I played, you know, one year for a guy who was a, a pro player um, and, you know, he was home for the summer and his summer job was coaching at this, you know, summer league. And so, uh, you know, he basically he's put the ball in my hands. is like, just you, you're the point guard. He's like, you shoot it. You or you create the shot. Like, that's what you do, you know? And so I got to do that for a whole summer. Whereas with my high school team, they're like, you're the point guard. You dribble the ball up, you enter it to the wing, and then you go stand in the corner, you know? <laughs> and so, so I think with the, the potential disadvantage with everything being within one club is making decisions on players or, or having kind of a rigid viewpoint on player or, you know, a, a player not getting along with that coach or the coach, you know, whatever, um, but not having any other recourse because that's the coach. And, you know, like with our um, team like on the youth level the coaches move up with the players so you could have the same uh, coach same for boys. let's say four yeah. or five years yeah you know and so if you're not the favorite player or if you get on the coach's bad side or the coach you know is a wants to run dribble drive motion and you're you know a post player or you want to learn how to run a pick and roll or you know whatever the case may be you know maybe you're not exposed to those things so i think there can be a disadvantage you know, and, and again, based on my experience, like, you know, I, I 
liked playing for different coaches. And I thought that it brought, you know, different experiences and, and gave me an opportunity to do different things. Um, So I, I do recognize that, that this environment can have disadvantages, but I do think that the advantages, um, especially in a club here where, you know, we're trying to develop players and, and stuff like that, you know, so we're trying to like, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out for next year, how can we find a big kit? We need a big guy to play with our second division team next year. One, because it'll make us more successful, but two, you know, it's hard to develop pick and roll play and point guards to play in a pick and roll, which they're going to need to do to play at higher levels in Europe. If you don't have any kind of presence inside and, you know, right now we're looking at the second division team. It's like, well, it's going to be pretty much all wings. You know, we don't have really, we have one kind of big guy that, but it'll be, you know, 17 years old, 16 years old, you know, playing against men. So, you know, so that, so, you know, we're trying to figure, well, how can we, you know, bring in somebody that would supplement these players that will help their development, you know, not just because it'll help us win, but, it will give us, you know, they'll help takes away, you know, it's why, why do the Warriors need a center during the regular season when they never play them, you know, during the postseason? It's to take that banging during the season so that Dream on Green is fresher, you know, to to do that during the postseason, right? Yeah. You know, same idea. Like, part of it is we need a big guy to, to bang against the other team's big guys so that our 17-year-olds, <laughs> 16-year-olds don't get hurt, you yeah. know, like, is yeah. the reality of it. Uh, but I like that balance you know, between what the team needs and what the individuals need. And I think so many times in high school basketball over here, it's just the what's our high school team need and right. forget any development of them individually. If you can, uh, you know, bring those two ideas together more and more, there's definitely some offensive systems that help that over or enable that over other offensive systems. But I like uh, I, li- I like the direction that you're that you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, we had I, – I talked about this. My fiancé was here uh, like two weeks ago. We played a team, actually the same team we played today. And, uh, and like, I like the way they play. You know, we, we just have, you know, more better players. Um, but they play a really good style. And, and as I watched them, I was like – and I was talking to her after the game. I was like, I think we would be even harder to beat if I was a little bit more like them where, where – players had really defined roles, mm. you know, and they could, you know, only, but like I have on a team of 13, I have seven guys who play point guard, you know, and, and I don't, you're the point guard. No, like, I don't care whoever gets a go, yeah. you know, and I'm, and along with that, I'm telling my guy who's, you know, a quote unquote center right now, like when you get a rebound, you need to bust out with the dribble because you're pretty much done growing anyway. So, you know, you need to be a three, yeah. you know, next year you need to be three. You can't still be a five. Right. So, um, you know, from a developmental perspective, you know, like, yes, yeah, standing under the basket and getting you the ball in the post and making layups is probably the easiest way for us to win, you know, but developmentally, you know, you need to shoot threes. You need to pick and pop. Sometimes you need to catch the ball, at the elbow and, and drive, you know, and do these kinds of things. Um, and stuff. And, you know, like one of our point guards is, you know, probably going to be 
supposedly he's going to be like six, 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 seven, you know, and he's our third tallest player on our team right now, or maybe he's the second tallest player on our team right now. But you know, when he's in, I'm like, yeah, by all means run the point. Like, I don't care. Like you need to be able to do this. You're smart enough. You can handle the ball, like do it. You know, he's probably leads our team in three point attempts as well. You know, like, yeah, shoot the ball. Like if I limited these players or, you know, maybe said, all right, well, you know, you're the point guard. You're going to play 30 minutes a game of point guard. You know, you're the backup point guard. You're going to get 10 to 15 minutes a game as a backup point guard. You're the stretch four. You know, you're going to pick and pop, you know, just shoot threes. You know, I think by now we'd probably be tougher to beat, um, you know, knowing knowing these roles and having spent all season kind of within these roles. but you know, that's also me deciding, okay, I have six guys who can play point guard. You're going to be it, you know? And so you're going to get to develop as the point guard. The other five of you have to find a new position, you know, but when they go for national team tryouts, it might be one of the other guys that they think should be the point guard, you know? And if they missed all these opportunities to, to get that kind of development, then, you know, maybe they don't make the team or whatever, you know, like I remember, you know, I remember trying out for a team, uh, you know, a BCI team when I was young. And, you know, my a friend my friend from my team and I went out for the team. And our dads were the two coaches. And his dad was actually the head coach. My dad was the assistant that year. And his dad played me as the point guard. And his son was like our kind of, you know, undersized power forward because he was like the strongest kid on the team. But then we went out for this, you know, BCI all-star team and he made the team as a point guard because he was fast and physical and that's what you know the coaches wanted where I was more like the kind of cerebral point guard uh, passing kind of type point guard and spot up shooting you know so he fit what they wanted you know and he probably would have been better that summer if he had played some point guard during the season but you know like our coach his dad made me the point guard because that was what was going to make our team most successful, you know, but then it held him back when he made the all-star team and was going to, you know, play, you know, the best players, you know, from other cities and stuff like that. So, um, you know, so I, I think, I think we could probably be more successful in terms of, of, you know, winning games and stuff like that if I did things differently, but we got seven guys invited to the national team camp at Christmas and six of them made the team. So we had, yeah. you know, half, half the national team at under 16s was from our club. It seems like so much of those decisions that, that you make is maybe about what level you're at. I would imagine at, at the NBA or even, you know, high level yeah, yeah, college sure. basketball, you better win and you right. better, you better just figure out a style of play with your players that helps them to win. But then if you're lucky enough to be, kind of at a level like you are. And I think I'm at the same level uh, where, yes, if we're not competitive, then that's my fault. Like I, we have to we have to figure out a way to where we give ourselves an opportunity to win. But developing players too, allowing them to experiment and try different things, just because he's a guy 6'5", doesn't mean he has to sit. One of our best shooters right now is turning, or he's turning out to become one of our best shooters is six five and really doesn't have he doesn't have that physical bone in his body, but man, he can shoot that thing. Yeah. So instead of forcing him to be something just because he looks like he should be, 
uh, you know, we're, we're, we're choosing to develop them. But I think that's the, that's the, you, and you kind of mentioned, that's the choice that we have to make is development. And if we can somehow kind of fuse it together with also a competitive style, maybe that's the sweet spot. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.